Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderson, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, Steel Without Coal. This is bigger than you think. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. This modest little dump wagon designed for use in quarries and open pit mines, well, it's hardly an impressive sight. It's made by Sweden's Volvo Group, and it's not particularly impressive even by the standards of the company's other industrial vehicles. But I expect that this little wagon will be behind velvet ropes in a museum someday. Why? Well, not because of what it is, but because of the steel from which it's made. The steel is not made using metallurgical coal, but hydrogen, and represents the first commercial use of steel made with this technology. This is a very big deal. Steel has been made for about 4,000 years, but in the manufacturing sense as we know it, it really began in the 1850s when Henry Bessemer invented a process for producing it from big iron in large quantities. Quantities large enough and in a process efficient enough, the steel could cost-effectively replace wood from major structures, such as bridges. Now, I won't get into the metallurgy of steel making, but it begins with pig iron, and to make pig iron, it's necessary to start with iron ore. Now, the problem with iron ore is that in its natural form, it exists as oxides. Now, we've all seen iron oxides in their characteristic red color as rust. But in the form of iron ore, the challenge is to get the oxygen out, and it's bound tightly to every atom of iron. Now, the commercial processes use blast furnaces, which take advantage of a really useful property of metallurgical coal. Reacted with air, the coal, in the form of coke, produces carbon monoxide, which when reacted with iron oxides, produces relatively pure iron and lots of CO2. Now, fluxes such as limestone are added to purify the iron with chemical reactions that also produce CO2. In the Bessemer process, that pig iron, which contains far too much carbon to make steel, it's heated and reacted with a blast of air, today oxygen, which reacts with the excess carbon and carries much of it away as, you guessed it, CO2. Now, the chemistry is a little more complex than this, but you get the picture. How much CO2 is produced? Just under two tons of it for every ton of steel produced. In fact, about 7% of all global CO2 emissions come from steelmaking. So what do we do about it? Well, the chemistry is clear. We either remediate the CO2 produced, or we find another way to create that chemical reduction process to strip the oxygen from iron ore. And hydrogen has its own very useful property. React hydrogen gas with oxygen, and we get heat and water vapor. Now, can this be used to replace coke derived from metallurgical coal? Is it scalable and economical? Well, Swedish steelmaker SSAB thinks so, and since 2016 has led a joint venture to create a process using hydrogen and electricity called hybrid. Now, using green electricity and hydrogen gas, the plan is to convert all the firm's steelmaking processes and reduce Sweden's CO2 emissions by 10% and Finland's by 7%. Now, the key to making this work is, of course, low-cost green electricity. Scandinavia is blessed with hydropower resources, and everyone knows the quality of Swedish iron ores. For Europe, this looks like a practical process. But can it compete with traditional steelmaking in jurisdictions where carbon-free power is neither cheap nor readily available, and metallurgical coal is available at low cost? That's a bigger question. And a key driver may be carbon pricing. Now, that's a political decision, but the key obstacle to decarbonizing steel production has always been technological. And Volvo Group's little dump wagon is a lot more significant than it looks. It's the coming out party for an entirely new way of making the world's most important metal. Well, that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. 
If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.